evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight we're going to be talking about the classic uh, of exploitation <laughs> Maniac Cop. Yes. The, written by say, the great Larry Cohen, one of my favorites. It's so funny. I had no idea this was written by Larry Cohen, and I was like, man, this Yeah, that was what you said to me the other day. Like, morning, it felt like, like a Larry Cohen movie. It felt like a Larry Cohen movie. And you were like, that's because it is. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Um... Yeah, it, it's a weird movie, but it's <clears throat> it's Cohen light in a way. I don't know. I don't know. I feel I, mean, I feel it's, it's a little. It's it's cue the winged serpent and Cohen is yeah. what it feels like. It just I wish it was a little more sleazy and a little yeah. more wild. Like I feel it feels it's a little restrained to me. How restrained the movie mm-hmm. is. I mean, what I like about it is I like it in that seventies exploitation way where you know that it's you know it's wild because of how it was filmed. Like you know the fact that they're stealing all those shots in the middle of the St. Oh, Patrick's that's Day parade. Fucking classic is Cohen. So, yeah. like so ballsy <laughs> yep. and just like no permits, no nothing, and they're just like and there's cops everywhere. Dude, for Black Caesar, they were shooting fight scenes <laughs> running up the airport baggage carousel with no permits. Like holy shit, can you imagine so doing that today? Like <laughs> oh, so good. But like yeah, but that's the funny part is that it's like it's just not there's it's not very gory it's not very it's extremely tame by today's standards yeah i i I think just in general like even by those standards at the time Mm -hmm. i mean the fact that you literally have like the cast of evil dead in this movie shows you how tame it is because you're literally comparing it to evil dead Mm -hmm. in your head you're like well what if this was the exploitation cop movie meets the evil dead like what that movie would have been would have been so fucking bonkers. Yeah. I just can't get over the fact that there is this massive, like Terminator style cop massacre that we don't see any of. Yeah, but where we see barely any of. Yep. Like it's just there. Like everybody's, all these cops are hanging from a ceiling. Like he's obviously taking out a whole station. Man, we don't see barely any of that shit, except for taking out the characters that we we know. I'm just like, man, that seems like a lost opportunity again. Budget constraints, I, sure, I imagine, sure, as well. Sure. Yep. Like, I think, for me, obviously it is budget constraints, and I think it is, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, it could have been something else, but you know that what they did is magic for what they had for resources. Yes. And I love the idea of that kind of, for that specific scene, I forgive it, like in a lot of those movies, in like a Michael Myers movie, where like, when he kills off the entire police station. That also happens it, in that, yeah. It's like, this it's it makes more sense because it's a suspense scene where you're just turning a corner and it's like a haunted house where oh fuck something else crazy happened then somebody gets pulled through a door and you're like oh shit yeah. there there's something around every corner I I get that that's that's a creepy no I'm saying it it does thing. it does work yeah yeah it's just like man there's just things I wish I don't know. and and, and also, I wish Cordell was better defined I don't know what Cordell is and as, yes and you know. Bless Robert Zadar, he's awesome. But like, I still don't get what no. his performance in this is so weird. Like, and I can't tell if that's what it is. If he's supposed to be a zombie, is he brain damaged? Is he like the scene's so weird at the end with Bruce Campbell? Even you know, just to jump all the way to the end, yeah, yeah. when Bruce Campbell's hanging on the truck, punching him, and like he never even looks. You know what I mean? He just keeps looking forward. It's just, it's awkward, man. It just it, we, I don't no, know if it's I supposed totally to be agree. intentionally weird or it's just like that's a. His movements are weird. It's like half robotic, half almost dancey. Like, <laughs> no, I totally agree. And there's also like the other thing that I think is fascinating is there's that guy, 
uh, there's the the other guy who's the police commissioner. I'm I'm blanking on his name for some reason. It's in my notes. Uh, but he's the guy that you go to when you want the gruffest human being on the planet. Oh yeah, the guy. And he okay. He the looks, guy away from retirement. Exactly. He looks just like Robert Zadar. Like the dude looks like he's he's a giant burly angry dude who looks just like Robert Zadar. Nobody looks just like well, Robert uh, Zadar. <laughs> okay, nobody looks just like him, but he looks... Yeah, weird-looking dude. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, okay, they're like, maybe they pegged you because you look like him, Bruce Campbell, oh, at 5'10 and right. 160 pounds. <laughs> no, you don't look like no. him. No. The guy that is the police commissioner's buddy, who talks like this the time, <laughs> that guy, I could totally understand how that's a red herring how that's like a oh my god maybe it's him like if you're gonna write this movie and you have robert zadar and you've got that dude why is the mystery not is it this guy yeah right because <laughs> i mean what they show of robert zadar it could be that guy at any moment like they don't focus on his big weird chin yeah you know I don't know. It's I love this movie, but it is. I just I wouldn't. I can't honestly say I love it. I do enjoy it. Uh, I'm excited to go through the the series yeah. after watching this because it's been a while. I remember part three being complete, but but it's the only one we'll I see. have on Blu-ray. Oh yeah, <laughs> for some reason. <clears throat> I got them all on. Uh, what's that? What's that fucking format I collect? Uh, uh, beta Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, yeah, CEDs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, you you have them in those IMAX digital formats <laughs> yes. that can only be read by the IMAX projectors. I got a buddy in Saco that lets me lets me go in there and watch movies. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's talk about Maniac Cop. I guess so. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, so we get this slow motion again. For clearly, they did drop the idea that that there was going to be any red herring that we were going to be surprised by who's doing the killings or anything. But this movie at the beginning is set up as a mystery. Yeah. Like, it really is like, oh, my God, is Bruce Campbell doing it? Like, Bruce Campbell's facing away from the camera. Like, we're trying to not see him when, you know, when all this happens, when we first meet him. But, like, the first scene, it's like, aha, it's the maniac cop putting on his, oh, he's got his name tag on. Oh, okay, so we know who the maniac cop is. <laughs> literally in the credits. Okay, got it. Oh, well. <laughs> well what's Bruce Campbell's name in this? Uh, not whatever that guy's name was. That was so it's not Cordell, but no, I mean, it's not Cordell. Would you remember that? I didn't remember that. I wouldn't. No, I mean it's one of those things. That I it's, mean it's also yeah we both know it's Cordell because we've seen right. this before. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, um, we see basically uh, the Troma logo as we go in. Like it's a, an outline of New York City with the twin towers and everything. And it's like oh that is exactly where that Troma yep. <laughs> skyline was taken from, and. Uh, we see a young woman walking from a cop bar late at night and uh, it's movie New York. So, you know, what's going to happen. Oh boy. You don't want to walk in movie New York. I love, uh, I, I do really enjoy seeing the New York scenery in this though. Um, Absolutely. It's like, Chud. I love that old. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Chud. it's so it's fun a, to see old New York in movies, getting to see the gross, greasy old. And she walks by a place called rocks in your head. And I looked it up and it was a uh, record store. Oh man! It lasted until two thousand six. <sighs> so yeah, so man. sad. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go to rocks in your head. Me too. Oh well. Um, but so she's she's of course going to be attacked by at least at least one or one two or two gangs. hoodlums. 
by the time she gets home. It turns out to be two. Turns out to be two and a maniac. Uh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I love how this is like, this is so New York that she sees four people. One is a bystander who does nothing when she's attacked. Two are gang members. And one is a psycho who kills her. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like New York. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is so like movie New York. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like. It's like living in Gotham City or, yes. <laughs> or the New York of Marvel Comics, where it's like, w- fucking move. Where's a Spider-Man Dude, when you need you, him? <laughs> are you kidding me? There's a guy with octopus tentacles <laughs> crashing through my door. like For the second time this month. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> There's like frost giants in my front yard. That's I, an average Tuesday. What I are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, so, uh, she runs away from these two guys. She gets, she gets the better of them. She does, oh, she can hold her own. But she was, is she a cop? Was that a cop bar? She is a cop, and that was a cop bar. What? She was a friend of, she was a cop, and she was a friend of his. She was a cop that he knew. Oh, she was a cop, I didn't get, or maybe I thought she was, oh, you know what? I thought she worked there. She might have worked, oh, because he drinks everywhere. He drinks constantly at every bar. Yeah, it's Tom Atkins. Ah, so he just knew her. (laughs) I assumed it was just like that she was on the force or something. No, I thought she was a bartender there or something. Okay, that makes way more sense why she doesn't have a gun on her. Okay, yeah. But also, she kicks their asses. Oh, she's a bartender. Well, I mean, so there's <laughs> also that. Uh, but she pretty much beats them down, smacks yep. them with her purse, and runs off. And she's like, she finally, she gets to the park, and she's like, oh my god. Whew, all right, I'm going to hide I'm for a bit. Sh- oh, hey, look, Oh, a hey, cop. a cop just standing there in the shadow is being freaking weird being real creepy yeah officer officer standing completely still and not reacting to my pleas at all mm, run into his arms lady yeah this is a great idea but she does but she was scared and you know any port in a storm in this case and so she runs in and he's like ah woman murder <laughs> snaps her neck the muggers see it and they flee and so they have just witnessed. Imagine seeing that as the mugger being like, oh, fuck. What? Well, I mean, you've just. <laughs> exactly. Especially since you know that somebody just saw you attacking this woman. <laughs> I mean, if they were smart, they would have gone back and murdered that guy in the alley. Did they see that guy? Oh, they might not have seen him. I didn't, I didn't think they did. Uh, but yeah, but imagine that ch- chasing it and be like, oh, shit, the cops. Uh, I'm just going to hang back. Whoa. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. And so. Uh, the next day, just like in just like in real life, whenever you call the police, they've found the culprit. Cause, oh, easy. I mean, that's that's what cops do. And all I the guess time. they're just gonna like drag him out of the back seat at the crime scene and throw him against a fence and be like, "Yep, rub- what are they doing? Rubbing the guy's face in it like a dog that peed." <laughs> that's like, a good point. Look at this body. You don't kill. Don't kill people. Don't kill. <laughs> Why are they even Sparky, there? Sparky, no kill. Why aren't they back at jail in the cell? If they were... I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> How did it never occur to me that that was a terrible idea for the cops to drive them to the crime scene and say, hey, see this? We know you did this it. Is, this is what you don't do. Yeah. <laughs> Bad. Okay, Starts now, beating the thugs on the news, roll up newspaper. Now we're going to the library to the classic section and I'm going to show you what you do do. <laughs> There you go. Read Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> uh, but no. So uh, we see Tom Atkins and his partner walking down. This is like this is like just low budget movie making fucking magic because you just watch this and you're like, yeah, of course, this is the coroner's office. 
it's down a concrete hallway with no door and just out in the open. That's where the coroner is in New York. Yes. Fine. He's down a dark alleyway. <laughs> it makes sense to me. Yeah. I, I'll like, allow it. <laughs> first time I watched it, didn't even phase me. Second time I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This fucking, this doctor's working in an alley. And then we meet Dr. Mullet. Yes. Oh, with the crazy ass hair. Oh, he's got, he's good. It's uh, like a raccoon. It's like a raccoon hat, but with not wearing a hat. It sure is. <laughs> and it, it reminds me of uh, 1994 era Superman, just to keep the ah, comic yep. things coming. Mm. He has like Superman 80, like that super quaff. Yeah. Mullet. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful hair. I, I will defend that forever. <laughs> Uh, I hope that's the new Superman movie. Is that shitty hair? <laughs> uh, okay, so... And he keeps combing it during fights. <laughs> well, I mean, he's super. It really doesn't matter what he does. <laughs> so, uh, Tom Atkins is like, I believe that this is a cop. I don't think that those two kids could have done this. Look at those hematomas! <laughs> <laughs> he loves those hematomas. I mean, look at these things. They're fucking gorgeous. Um, so he's like, the, he's got an Erpy partner too, which I always love. I always love the like, oh, I'm the tough cop. And then my partner, oh, I'm a little queasy looking at the dead body. <laughs> I mean, it And the corner so is not boring. eating a sandwich, which is odd. He was not. For once. He should have been combing his hair. Yeah. He should have been wow, proudly, a sandwich. proudly combing that beautiful hair. Uh, but uh, so whatever tom's like it's a it's a cop whatever and it's also personal because he's buddies with this lady he's like she was always very funny i always thought she she, was, she always she had was, the latest jokes <laughs> you know just like stand up comedians always having the <laughs> latest jokes <laughs> like crack me up you know what that's fine you know he's a cop he doesn't need to have in depth i need the latest i need the latest jokes that's why you know certain stand up routines don't work because they don't have the latest yeah. jokes like some of their knock knock jokes are out of date. <laughs> it's like those are last month's jokes. <laughs> Fuck, boo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, cut to two drunk teens driving dangerously in a sweet ride. See, this is where we should have sleezed it up. They shouldn't have even been driving. They should have already been damn naked at a rest stop. And this scene would have had the same impact. Agree. Yeah, that would have been great. Yep, and then we could have seen some boobies. Yep. Sleaze it. It's in New York in the 80s. Sleaze it. Yep, should have been sleazy. But no, they were at a stoplight. Yeah. And they were kind of kissing. And they're just like, they're just casually drunk too. Drunk them up. (laughs) (laughs) That guy should have had a heroin needle sticking out of his (laughs) arm. Exactly. Puke all over his shirt. Uh, No, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, it, it... this is Nuke where containers on the dashboard. <laughs> Nuke. You're a bad cop, Officer Duffy. Um, but no, like this is where it feels restrained to me. Like this is this is a prime thing where you could have like completely, you know, yes, drunk it course. up, nudity, rest stop it. You know, instead they're just like sipping beer, but they don't seem drunk, and then they just start making out. Like fuck, yeah. man, and also, ramp this up. And this is also to to the point before about the fact that they're. They still seem to, like, I think there's an early version of the script that there's a lot of red herrings in to be like, hey, there's a mystery. And then they dropped the mystery while they were shooting it. They knew that they weren't going to have a mystery on their mm-hmm. hands, but they were still obscuring his face. And I think that was a huge mistake because we know that this is the murderer coming. We know it's not going to be a surprise yep. when he shows up. So it's like, yeah, I mean, they do. Show- they do 
give you tell you who he is halfway through the movie anyway, and yeah, it's yeah, not like a big right exactly. Did I mean? Did you for once ever think it was Bruce no, Campbell? Like no. the red flag setup is terrible. No, yeah. it's terrible. Terrible. Why even bother? Exactly, I agree. Uh, and it almost feels like like it's not there, but you know that it is. Like you know that that in some version, like and of the they've script, straight up to be there. I mean, they just carry this ruse for all of five seconds too. Until you see Bruce Campbell in bed with the cop, then you're like, oh, he's. Right. That's his thing. He's not going out to murder people. He's out cheating. Like it's well, just like right, oh, but I, I would have assumed that that was supposed to be, you know, oh shit, it's that, and then the next one would be the big gruff cop, and then it's like oh no, and then that, and then we get the supernatural angle kind of put in at the end. Yep. where it's like you know, beginning of the third act, we have the the vice squad officer shooting him and being like he didn't die and I didn't I swear he wasn't breathing and then we have the supernatural angle kick in in the third yeah. act which would have been my guess like for like again I think probably if they'd had all the time in the world and a better budget and more more to work with that's probably how it would have gone down I feel like but anyway but it's not but it isn't uh this was a pretty cool kill I like, I mean, it was, this was good action movie stuff. Yep. Smash the, like, pick the guy up off the ground. That he taps on the window. The guy comes out, he does the, like, finger. That's what I'm saying. It's all this little finger dancing. Yeah, yeah. And then, they, and then uh, the throw is really weird, too, because Cordell's arm just, like, looks so yes. dancey casual. Yep. But the guy's just, like, shot out of a cannon. Yep. <laughs> so, so it's got a cool, surreal look to it. it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and it smashes. And I like it, it and I don't like it because I don't. Cordell almost seems like a ballerina with his movements. Like, it seems really... It's a weird Especially performance. Especially when you see the fight in the shower. Like, if you were like, oh, this is just how... This is the affect of the actor. It's like, he's just a graceful man who just moves in graceful ways. Yeah. And you watch him fighting in that fucking locker scene in the in the shower scene, and it's like, oh, no, he's a linebacker who yeah. like just beats the shit out of these guys. What's and up with all the arm twirls and the little... He's a brute. <laughs> yeah. He's like a fucking brute, and it's like, use him that way. Yep. Like, that's... Uh, yeah, I I don't get it. He's like a he's like a human version of a Jason Voorhees. Like, of the part six Jason Voorhees. Yeah, but, but with some extra sparkle. Like... <laughs> too much sparkle. Just be brute. Just yeah. be just be a wrecking machine. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the other part. I think... I think, especially since we have supernatural angles to this, I think if they remade this, I think they would have gone the Friday Six route, and I think that it wouldn't have been like, he's thrown, and then it smashes the windshield. It would have been, he's grabbed and pushed through the car. Yeah. You know, and like, it just tears him apart and like, makes a gigantic hole through the car, and they're like, nothing could have done this. Yep. Nothing human could have done this thing. You know, that would have been a much more interesting thing for me. Uh, okay, so... But yeah, he she, kills dude, girl gets away, and... Girl gets away. We'll never I, see him again. I love that she has the uh, she has the, the presence of mind to flip on her windshield wipers to get the blood off. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was a great moment. But unfortunately, it was Cairo uh, blood, so it was <laughs> impossible oh. to get off. Yes. Um, <laughs> it looks so... Oh, it's so strawberry Sloppy. Quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so now there are three people who have seen a killer cop. We're already at the point where it's like, there are so many witnesses and they say later he wanted a witness. I don't know why. Because yeah, again, this, the, the angle where they're trying to frame Bruce Campbell is really weird. Yep. 
But well, they do say Matt, Matt Cordell liked. He came to read his own newspaper clippings, so yeah, like yeah. maybe he wanted that notoriety. Sure, but sure. We, I, but the character is not fleshed out enough to be able to figure that out because I don't know if he even yeah. knows anything or not, or is he just exactly. a brain dead killing machine just walking? Going, mean, derp, derp, derp. Well, that's the problem is that like we can't pull anything from two and three when we know that he's a satanic, you know, like brought back from the mm-hmm. dead zombie, blah blah blah, all that kind of nonsense, but. Uh, in this one, we really don't know. Although, we do know that technically she says she shot him in the head twice. That tells me he's not. Or regardless, they shot him in the chest like ten times with. I mean, big big cop guns. Yeah, he could <laughs> he could have had some sort of. I mean, even. And then he just poofed and vanished. Like, did they find blood at the scene? Did they, they never point. even yeah, brought yeah, that up? Like, what the? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Did you shoot a ghost? Is it a zombie? Did he wear a bulletproof vest? Is it? Yeah, I mean, th- I think they assume it was so a many questions. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so next day, Tom Atkins goes to visit the police commissioner. Is this police commissioner uh, pleased with uh, with his actions, or mm. does he think that he's maybe I don't know a loose cannon? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. So good. Thank <laughs> God. Uh, so Shaft, the police commissioner, which is very exciting to see Richard Roundtree playing the head of the cops. That was really fun. Works for me. Honestly, anytime Richard Roundtree is in something, I'm totally stoked. Uh, but he's uh, he's like, I can't believe that you're going to accuse a cop of murder. By the way, didn't you try to shoot yourself a while back? <laughs> <laughs> you won't drop it either. Like, oh, the gun went off. Oh, the gun went off. Yeah, Just ten days after, after your partner off. died, after you were telling everybody you were very depressed and walking around mopey all day long. It's like, Jesus. But then we have my favorite part of the so movie. cold-blooded. Oh, my favorite. Which is like, you don't smile very much, do you? <laughs> Tom tries to... That fucking smile. That forced smile is fucking hilarious. Oh. Beautiful. So I just beautiful. rewound it and watched yep. it twice. I was like, it's so good. Actually, Michelle had walked out of the room when that happened, and I was like, you have to see this. You have to see this. <laughs> I'm reminding it for you. Um, oh, my God. That smile on a T-shirt might be great. Good point. Um, okay, so a guy with a trombone case leaves the bitter end bar, uh, and he shoves the case into the trunk of his car, and he gets handcuffed by our maniac cop. But bef- the... Our maniac cop has a weird baton that also has a, a sword yeah, in it. Yeah, where'd he get that? He Did he ha- made. Do you think he had that when he was alive? I do. Okay. That feels like that feels like something that he had going into this thing. <laughs> like, so he... Yeah, I want to know that. I want to know if that was his zombie weapon, or is that something that he had when he was on the force and kept hidden from everybody else? I would have liked... Because it's in his nightstick. It's a nightstick sword, just like an umbrella sword, but it's a sword in it, like a dagger in his nightstick. So so if he's carrying that on him at all times and it looks just like a normal nightstick, yep. like, was that his secret weapon? I would have... So here's the thing. I think that more of this movie could have been... I feel like this could have been his whole story in this movie. You could have cut a lot of the chaff in the second probably second act of the movie which was kind of slow oh very slow and replaced it like earlier on with literally his story like him being a vigilante cop Mm -hmm. in the beginning and then getting caught yeah getting arrested put away 
getting, you know, like this could have been told in a different way without Bruce Campbell's character, without any of this other stuff. Like all of that kind of feels superfluous. I love seeing Bruce Campbell, obviously, but like it's the strangest structure too. It's, it's the fact strange that structure because the fact that Campbell doesn't even show up for what twenty minutes or so right. into this. It feels like, but it feels like this could have been Maniac Cops movie. Yes, like you could have had Robert Zadar getting like being like obsessed with the idea of getting revenge and becoming a more and more violent cop and then coming back from the dead at the end like that would have been amazing like that's that one that version of the story would have been fun yeah i would like to see that but uh, again i like this version as well oh so. me too but man, oh damn man maniac cop prequel would have been awesome i i agree i think <laughs> especially if if it was taken that way where he really was like he was a psychotic Yep. Who was operating as a police officer, and he was kind of keeping it on the down low. And he's basically a serial killer police officer. Um, that's Neat. not. I mean, that's not a bad story. Period. I'm surprised that is. How have I never seen that story? I feel like there's. I was just thinking that too, but I feel like there's got to be a serial killer cop story, like somebody who's pretending to just be. Like, I mean, you literally know where all of the things are. Should I delete this entire episode and go write this fucking movie? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's been done, bro. I'm trying to think I of it. I can't think what of it. What the hell is a movie where the cop was a killer? There's got to be a movie I mean, like there's that. plenty of movies where the cop is the killer. Okay. But, like, but there haven't... I can't think of a single movie where the cop is a serial killer. And he's using his knowledge of, like, oh, there's a serial killer on the loose? Great. I'm going to cover up my murders by doing a bunch of murders that look like this killer. Oh. Which is literally a thing that's referenced in this movie. And he would be like the only one that knew the details exactly. that they didn't release to the press. So Right, so he could do them in a way that he's investigating the crime and killing people at the same time. Ooh. He's like a reverse Dexter. <laughs> uh, well, fine. I'm deleting this whole episode, and I'm going to go write this. <laughs> yeah, bye, everybody. Goodbye. You can follow us at... Uh... <laughs> no. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I'll yeah. never get around to it. I have three projects that I'm working on right now. So if somebody does it, just give me a credit. For and, it. and I'm here anyway. So exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, blah blah blah. Uh, oh, um, the, this kill was fun. This was the the trombone player. Yeah. He gets away. He like he runs away for a really long time, and then he trips and he falls into the, into the wet go. concrete. Yeah, face first because his hands are comfy on his back. And so yeah. Zadar <laughs> just holds his face in it until he drowns in concrete. And then we smash cut to the next day, and there's two dudes Jack with jackhammering him out. Him <laughs> it's out like a, he's like smushed in like Looney Tunes. It's yeah. very Looney Tunes. I like it. Yeah. Oh, same. See, I like it, but also another weird thing with this is this movie starts off like a slasher movie. And then just, like, stops being one in the middle. Yeah. But at the same time as it's being a slasher movie in the beginning, it's all nothing but randos. It's just, like, aside from Bruce Campbell's wife, everybody else is just like, hey, here's a character. Oh, they did. Hey, here's a character. Yeah, oh, they yeah. did. Hey, here's a character. Oh, they did. We, we don't get to know anybody or, like, care. Or That's it's, true. It's just yeah, very yeah. odd that it's, it's just, like, rando after rando. Yeah, that is not... It's not slasher movie. It's not, like... He's not picking up, and that's the other part, is that since it literally is a group of people, we already know at the end that he has a hit list, but the problem is he can't stop killing randos. Yeah. His, his literal issue is that he has a mission. Then why He's, isn't he doing it? 
It's a weird You're part. an unstoppable killing machine. Walk to City Hall yeah. and kill everybody. Exactly. You killed everyone in a police station and they all have shotguns. What are you doing dicking around with Trumpet <laughs> Joe here? Come on. There's no reason. <laughs> that is a really good point and I do not know the answer. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> maniac procrastinator cop. <laughs> I'll get there. Cop. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Get my revenge tomorrow, Mom. Damn. This is part of his backstory is that he's got a lot of weed down by the docks. <laughs> he made one big weed bust, and he's just like playing. Like <laughs> he's got this a is really, really wreaking there. havoc on my productivity. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to beat Earthworm Jim too. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, okay, so cut to yet another bar with Tom Atkins. <laughs> This dude drinks at, like, five different bars in the course of this movie. It's really funny. But uh, it's it's a movie that's got Tom Atkins in it. So a really ridiculously over-the-top hot woman shows up, and she is just like, Tom Atkins, God, please, if you don't sleep with me, I'll kill myself. It must be in his contract. <laughs> every, every unbelievably hot woman has to say, Tom Atkins, have sex with me or I will die right yep. here. And he's like, one second, let me slick back this double. (laughs) I've got to drink and not want to have sex with them, and they've got to want to desperately have sex with me. I mean, that is is every Tom Atkins movie. But, um, except for uh, My Bloody Valentine. I think My Bloody Valentine is the one that... We should do that for Valentine's Day this year. Oh, yeah, we should. We haven't done it. I haven't watched it in years. Love that movie. I love the remake because I'm a monster. I saw it in the theater. I liked I did it too. too. I thought that was like some of the most the special fun, glasses. It was fun. Most fun. It was super fun. Yeah, I've ever seen. So that's another one uh, I, have, I have not watched since the theater. I've uh, watched it since the th- since the theater, and without the 3D, it holds up. Cool for me. I've got the DVD with the 3D glasses. Ooh, fancy pants. Yeah. You know, I have a 3D TV, and I still don't know how it works. <laughs> It was given to me by somebody who got, like, a really fancy TV, and she was like, listen, we're not going to use this gigantic TV. Do you want it? Where is it? Fuck yeah. It's in my house. Oh. It's our, it's that gigantic TV TV that's in our house. And it's like, she gave us the 3D glasses, but we've never tried it, because I don't think we have anything that plays 3D discs. Oh. So. Damn, you need like everything: glasses, player, yeah, TV. Yeah. Oh, it's like like special like plug-in glasses. I think. Oh, crazy! They're super weird. Mm. I, I don't know. It seems like it's gonna scramble my brain, so mm. I just steered clear of it. Um. <clears throat> all right. So this is, I think this is probably his ex-girlfriend. I'm gonna take a wild guess and say because of the sexual tension. But of course, but Tom Atkins. Has Wait, is this is this a reporter ever. that he's yes, Gina? I don't think it's his ex-girlfriend. It's just somebody he slept with. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would never he would never get tied down. It's a different woman every night for Tom Atkins. Um <laughs> She's a reporter and he's going to give her the inside scoop because nobody's listening to him and he describes the whole situation. He's putting his career on the line. And she gives uh, gives us the titular line. She's like, "Geez, a maniac, a maniac cop." cop? <laughs> How's that for a tagline?" she says. Uh, Man, I'm so sick of all these maniac cops. I'm <laughs> sick of all these Star Wars. <laughs> uh, so she goes on the news that night and drops the bombshell that there is, for lack of a better term, a maniac cop on the loose. 
while we listen to this info in the radio, we're coming in. The camera is focusing in on a woman who is in her car having some car troubles, and a cop pulls up behind her. Uh-oh. Is it a maniac cop? No. It's a regular ass Nobody cop. Nobody thinks it's a maniac cop. No, this this is yet another one of their like teases that does not nobody in the world nobody in their right mind we haven't even seen maniac cop driving a car and it's never been in daylight we're not gonna have a maniac cop in the middle of the day and then he and and then this part kind of cracks me up because like we know it's not him anyway but then she so she ends up shooting this real cop yep and then we show the dead cop's face on the ground and it's like oh i guess that's not him but we've never seen maniac (laughs) cop's face so, like, how is we just seeing this cop, no, like, oops, nope, mistake. Okay, and also, just from a makeup perspective, give me a fucking break. <laughs> what the hell? That squib shot was so good. Like, the shot of his brains going out the back of his hat mm-hmm. was just perfect. Then him on the ground is a piece of liquid latex <laughs> sculpted That's in blue. the shape of a bullet wound and they didn't even black out the center to indicate depth. It's like there's no depth to it whatsoever. It's just like it's blue. Yeah. It's like it's like kind of like Okay. Blue. Like <laughs> well, th- what do you did it bounce off his head? What the hell, man? <laughs> what is this supposed to mean? Boo. Boo for that one little scene. Uh okay. Uh of course we're going to smash to the commissioner again who's going to say, "Hey, uh, looks like now, if uh, if anybody wants to take a shot at a cop, they've got a really good excuse now. Uh, and he's talking to William Smith, the gruffest, gruffest, <laughs> gruffest, gruffest, gruffest man. It's painful to hear him talk. He is so, <laughs> like I don't want to do an impersonation because it's going to hurt my throat blow, for the rest of the show. It's going to blow my voice out. But yeah. imagine if Randy the Macho Man Savage could not speak any other way. Like that and is, he had laryngitis. I mean, it's like you know that Macho Man is going. Ooh, I gotta talk like this all the time. <laughs> but with William Smith, he's talking like this. Then it's just like that's all he can do. Yeah. Like if you had him singing in a choir, he would sound like <laughs> Randy the Macho Man Savage. I like to think that Macho Man isn't a voice. <laughs> I know Macho Man isn't a voice because I've heard him speak in his normal voice. So I know for a fact it isn't. I've actually heard him interviewed when he spoke like a human being. Ah. So I know that he... You know who else is like that is uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Carry the Label Guy? Larry the... Yeah, Cable the Larry Guy. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's all an act. Well, yeah, of course it is. That dude's rich as fuck. Yep. He's, he's, He's not fixing shit with duct tape. His movies are not good. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me that everybody, all the rest of the millionaires on the blue collar comedy tour are also millionaires who are being disingenuous about their redneck roots. You're right. Holy shit. <laughs> I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. But anyway, Gruffer Randy the Macho Man Savage. <laughs> is... Macho's dad. <laughs> He's like Macho Man's dad. Um, he's such a... I love him so much. Oh, yeah. I love him in everything he's in. But, like, again, he's the guy to get to be your fucking red herring. Yep. Like, you hear that dude, you look at him, and you're like, what a maniac cop that guy is. <laughs> and honestly, 
I hate to say it, he was a better casting for the Maniac Cop than Zadar. Oh, yeah? I think so? I think so. Like, I think that if he was the Maniac Cop... Uh, the problem is I don't think that Zadar can act. So I don't think if you swapped the two of them... I've seen Zadar act, and he's okay. He's, he's not, fine. He's not the worst. It, but I don't... like. But this guy is like a... Like, I would almost say that he's like an A-level actor in B-level movies. It's weird, like, though, because it, they wrote this part for Zadar, and they told him that he could have it without even auditioning. Like, Yeah. So I they mean, thought because, he could act enough, well, I, I mean, guess. They thought that he could stand there. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all he needed to do. Yeah, it's not a very... Yeah, I wish there was more to the role. I wish we saw more of him, like... It's just fascinating, because, like... You hire a guy that has his incredibly interesting facial characteristics. And you spend half the, more than half the movie not even showing it. Like, you barely ever show his face. Yep. And that's, that's it's like It's like hiring Bill Mosley to be a mute in Silent exactly. Night 3. Like, what and, are you doing? And also, why are you not... And also, again, for the makeup, like, the people who are doing, like, the, the face makeups... Like, the people who are doing the effects makeup are great. The people who are doing the makeup makeup are not terribly... I mean, again, it's probably out-of-kit makeup and, like, day-of kind of shit. So I don't fault them for what they did as their skill level. Mm -hmm. I fault it as the movie doesn't utilize his face properly. Yeah. Like, look at that guy's face. It's like, like when Savini looked at the dude with the gigantic forehead, he was like, Oh, dude we're going to cut your head off with chopper blades in Dawn of the Dead because that's going to look fucking cool. Yep. Like, you look at Zadar and you're like, oh, we'll hollow your cheeks, you know, we'll accentuate your jaw and we'll make your face fall backwards so that you look like you're desiccated because your jaw's already sticking the fuck out. Yeah. It's like, that's zombie makeup 101 is like you want to accent the bone structure mm -hmm. so it pushes forward and then you darken the stuff behind it so that it sinks and you're like, oh, that guy's dead. Okay. But like, he's not dead. No. Maybe. He's Fuck. Dead. That guy's fucking dead. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. He left. He's barely alive. Okay. That's, according to the coroner later on. That's a good point. And also, <laughs> when he gets a flat, when he gets a telephone pole through his uh, chest cavity and then climbs out of the water, he's okay. Yeah. Well, now he's a zombie. Oh, that was what did That's it. what did it. <laughs> oh, you think that he was infected by the fucking telephone pole that went through his chest? Uh, yeah, that, that telephone pole was actually bitten by a vampire. No, that other so, one. So it was actually a vampire telephone pole that he was run through with. It's a really complex backstory. God, that sounds like a stupid manga I would see on the wall here. <laughs> <laughs> Help, I got infected by a vampire telephone pole I was eating waffles with my depressed cat <laughs> Volume 7 Volu it, would be, it would be at least volume 36 by now To be honest uh, Yeah, no, you're not wrong <laughs> Well, while we <laughs> Okay so when we were coming back from CBGB's, like we were playing a show at CBGB's and Boo was pitching, we were pitching back and forth a Covered in Bees song uh -huh. that was, when we were on the bus, we were like, okay, we're going to do, uh, he was like, okay, so a vampire bites a forklift. 
and the forklift runs into a building. The song's called Vampire City. <laughs> Perfect. That was, that was the pitch. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I just play drums. You just fucking write it, man. I don't care. Sing about Vampire Elevators for all I give a shit. That's, that's fine. I, although... I, when I heard the title Vampire City, I was like, yeah, it's a good title. And then it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the buildings are vampires. <laughs> How does it transfer from building to building? Does uh, this forklift just keep yeah, crashing? The forklift every keeps building. crashing. <laughs> 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 every building. <laughs> the guy's not forklift certified. <laughs> no. That's why. That's why you've got to get certified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you got vampire forklifts running around. Nobody wants that shit. Nobody wants it. All right, where are we? <laughs> oh Jesus, we're not even we're not even at Bruce Campbell yet. Holy fuck, we gotta hurry up. That's what because this movie's weird. This movie is weird. Okay, so we find Officer Bruce Campbell's wife at the kitchen table. She's cutting out maniac cop headlines. Why? Because she thinks he's the maniac cop and so she's wh- proud of him. No, she's not. Yes. And she, why? This makes no sense. Listen, I hate this part. She likes her husband so much, and she wants to celebrate all of his accomplishments, even if those are maniac cop murders. <laughs> no, I. It's I mean, stupid. man, it's hard. It's hard enough to to stomach that she actually has a diary that they find later on. But like, let alone, But why is she taking clippings and making this? This is the second book in a row. Uh, this is a uh, no, this is happy birthday. Yeah, it bloody is. birthday shit. It's also it's also just it's stupid because what would happen is her diary would say that woman has called again, yeah. saying that, and it's like literally, if you're not mentioning the woman that's calling, saying that your husband is a serial killer, yeah. That's that's a weird diary. Did you just forget keeping. to keep that out? <laughs> like, wh- why did you edit that out? And also, when Tom Atkins calls the commissioner, his entire purpose is to get Bruce Campbell off the hook. And he's like, I know who it is. I'm not going to say anything, but he's got a woman on the inside. Sounds a lot like you, doesn't it? Fuck <laughs> you. I got mad at that. Yeah. But that's fine. So... Uh, there's a lot of shit about their relationship falling apart. Yawn. Yawn. And he's like, I gotta go in because there's a flu going around. Uh, it's a boner flu. I mean, a regular flu. (laughs) And they were in therapy. (laughs) Marriage is falling apart. And blah, blah, blah. Again, there's a bunch of stuff like, I'm having night terrors. And I'm afraid that you're, you know, that you're going to hurt me in my sleep. And boo. Mm. I don't believe any of it. So... Um, okay, so there's that. She follows him because apparently he walks to work every day. Yeah. He lives that close. I guess. Uh, but uh, hey, she grabs... That, he's not even a bike cop? Damn. No, he doesn't, he's not even that. Uh, she grabs her adorable little gun from the dresser and <laughs> follows him out to work. Uh, his cop senses are awesome because she's 10 feet behind him following him the whole time. <laughs> he's thinking of uh, Bone City. He is thinking of Bone City uh, with this this woman who, I mean, listen, I understand he's having, like, relationship issues, but, like, it's a lateral move. He has a gorgeous wife, and he's, like, it's not, not like it's, I don't know. <laughs> it feels kind of weird. But either way. Um, She's probably, she, he's probably sick of her cutting out. Serial killer shit. Uh, that is a that is I'm a getting weird away thing. from you, freak. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
this is why you need communication in relationships. <laughs> the first time that I get a call from someone, if some guy calls me on the phone and is like, your wife's out tonight. I think she's murdering people. I'd be like, hey, Michelle, there's a fucking freak <laughs> that called me and accused you of murder. Uh, Did you do it? No. Okay, okay cool. We need to find out who this fucking freak is. Uh, you know, you're a cop. I hope you can set up something so that we can trace this call. Yeah, why wouldn't she call, tell him, or why would call she the other cops? No, or... you know, like it, uh, I get, I get, I guess maybe she's afraid because he lives there. I guess that would make sense, kind maybe. of. Sort of. Nope. But uh, either way, he's heard... on his way to Pound Town, and he gets busted. Yes, <laughs> and speaking of like half-assed uh, red herring things. It's like the noises that are coming from in there, they couldn't have even done something funny and exploity. Like the sex noises are like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh. It's like, well, that doesn't even sound like a murder. You could have a woman screaming like in a sexual way that would at least be like, ah, <laughs> I get it. You thought that she was being killed, but you, yep. you know. There's, oh yeah, that is a perfect it's like, place for a red herring. Are you doing? Like, that's clearly what that was. It's just they couldn't. Yep. Ah, mm. oh, well. But yes, they get caught. She pulls a gun, and uh, you know doesn't kill them, but she leaves. Sad. Everyone's sad, <laughs> and it's and honestly, I feel terrible for her. Yeah. I really do. Like through the whole thing, because she's just a woman who's being driven insane by this crazy caller. And so I do, I actually do kind of feel bad for her. And then she fucking, she leaves the hotel. Maniac cop waiting for her, kills her. Yoink. Also, he's like hiding in a van, which seemed very unmaniac cop of him. It did. He's been very brazen through this whole movie. And this time he's like, he's like, boop, surprise. <laughs> it's like Michael Myers hanging out in the, in the rocking chair in part four. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, dude. Really? <laughs> That's not Michael Myers. He doesn't, play, he doesn't do cutesy shit like that. No. Um, he did dress up as that ghost once. That was funny. That oh, shit. He does do shit. He does do wacky <laughs> shit. I forget. Michael Myers is a wacky dude. You goofball. <laughs> he was just doing it to see PJ uh, Souls boobs. What a card. <laughs> anyway, okay. So uh, next morning, uh, William Smith pulls Bruce out of the morning meeting to get gruff with him in the hallway, <laughs> and. Tells him about finding the body of his wife. He's the prime suspect. He reads him his rights, and he's like, you're the killer. Doesn't give him the benefit of the doubt or anything. God. It's very clear that he's being railroaded by the he system. Moves very fast. Yeah, but I guess they do that, because that's what they did to Cordell, too. Yes. I kind mean, of, so it makes sense, is, I guess. This is the only police department or the only police precinct in the entire United States that doesn't do the thin blue line <laughs> covering up for their, their bros thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're just like, you... You did something kind of wrong. Quick, go to jail. You're going to jail. In regular people jail, even. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, we find out that they found the scrapbook and the all the, the diary and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Even his lawyer, the next day, he meets with his lawyer, <laughs> and the lawyer's like, all right, I know you're totally fucking guilty. But, uh, yeah, he's gonna, a terrible lawyer. He's like... So uh, maybe you were having a bad day. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe you found a cockroach in your cornflakes and you went you went crazy. Maybe you just don't like Mondays. <laughs> and so you killed people on a bunch of different days. <laughs> um, Happens to everybody. 
he's like, no, I have a witness. Yeah. But the lady is a cop, and if he names her, it'll ruin his, ruin her career. Will it, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you're, I mean, what are you protecting right now? Just You're going to get the chair. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like, you are. And it's like, literally... I just cannot expose this woman to let <laughs> them know that she slept with me. Like, I get Why? that it's, I get that it could be embarrassing. You don't want to, you know pinpoint out some lady for sleeping with a married man like but but this this is is life or death because it's literally life or death yeah these are these are extenuating circumstances you can you can say you are with girl yeah yeah i think at this point (laughs) it might be it might be there anyway um so atkins visits bruce campbell and he says the information that was used to frame him must have been come from an inside source in the police department uh Bruce Campbell tells Atkins who his girlfriend is. And then we get this like, like one of my favorite types of action movie smash cuts, which is, Oh, you know her. She's on patrol tonight. Cut. <laughs> like, uh, and then we go like, it's like a Muppet show kind of cut. I think you might be familiar with it. It's she's here. Here, Let me set up the skit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like really yeah. setting up the thing. Yeah. And this scene I love this scene so much and it reminds me of it reminds me of Al Pacino in Sea of Love. This, Never seen it's a it's a scene that's referenced in uh the Save the Cat screenplay book as this like this is how you set up a character to be likable. The the intro for him is basically like, oh, you've got a uh, you've got a they're doing this sting operation where everybody gets tickets to a football game and they give them out to all these felons who have who have warrants for their arrest Mm -hmm. they all come in and they're like they book them the second they come through the door and then somebody comes in with his kid and and uh al pacino's like hey buddy it's your lucky day get the fuck out of here and he just like lets him go and you're like oh i'm on your side now you don't know anything about this cop you know that he's a cop but he he's like i feel bad for you you get out of here go have a good day with your kid you know, go take your kid out for ice cream. Get the fuck out of here or whatever. And and in this case, it's like, she's a vice cop. And you're like, oh, whatever. She's on patrol. She's just she, undercover prostitute. Yep. Yeah. She, yeah, I like this scene too. And she meets this guy and he's like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, is there anything you'd like? I'd like to get out of here. I don't know. I'm pretty comfortable here. Is there anything specific you'd like? <laughs> and he's like, you wouldn't happen to be a cop, would you? <laughs> You just asked the million dollar question, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, she's like, uh, go home and be with your kids. And <laughs> okay, but I'm going to be thinking about you. Can't, Can't arrest you for that. that. Fucking, <laughs> Love like, it. She's so charming. Yeah. Like, the actress is so fucking good that, like, that is a career making moment for mm-hmm. her. That, like, that scene should have been like, oh, fucking hire her for everything. And it's so nice and quick. Yeah. It's like, it's it, just fun and breezy. Yeah. It is just a perfect perfect scene to introduce a character yep. um so uh okay so well, it's a reintroduction because we did meet her in bed earlier <laughs> what's yeah i love i think my favorite part of her character as far as the makeup and and stuff goes i love that her fucking hair crimping comes in and out throughout the movie it's like she's got straight hair, crimped hair, straight hair, crimped hair. Oh right, I noticed. Hair, it's like I'm terrible at noticing hairstyles. It hair totally styles. comes in and out all the time, but that crimped hair is ridiculous. Like the idea that you'd be like an actual cop wandering around. In the- <laughs> oh. 
I mean, she's like, oh, no, it would ruin my career if I, they found out that I was sleeping with Bruce Campbell. I don't know. I feel like you're not going to get promotions if you have that crimp hair. <laughs> I think that's really going to be working against you. Anyway, um, okay. She knocks off for the night, wanders down a dark alley with no backup, like vice cops always yeah, do. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, she's approached by what, I don't know, you might describe him as a maniac cop of some sort. And, uh, <laughs> that's exactly how I was just Hey, wow. Well, uh, he goes to stab her, but she is quick on the draw and shoots him a whole bunch of times. Luckily, Tom Atkins had the same idea to go visit her because he knows that she's next in the line to be killed if this frame job is going to work. Yep. And he zips around to the alley and he starts shooting him a bunch of times. <laughs> so we've got at least a good 12 slugs in this guy. There's no way he's human. And then he vanishes. And then he vanishes. This scene, I like it, but it also makes me angry because, like, I wish this was, this could be, it doesn't need to define him, but it could be, it could, they could have added something. Like, no, like I, agree. I shot him a hundred times. Oh, yeah? Where's the blood? Because we never saw any blood. Like, I don't, I can't remember if we saw scribs, but, like, there wasn't anything on the ground. Like, it didn't look like, you know what I mean? If you shoot somebody that many times, there's going to be Absolutely. some blood. So, like, why not call that attention to that? Like, yeah. and how does he, how do you just vanish after being shot? Did he just walk away? I mean, he's... And also... They're so, staring at him the whole time. There's sure. How in the fuck did they lose him? And Unless again, it was something supernatural, but they don't say anything or allude to that. Again, it's an 80s horror movie. No excuse. And <laughs> she says, I shot him in the face twice. Now, what would you do if you were making a horror movie in the 80s and you shot a guy in the face twice who's your main villain? Would you, A, have tiny bits of liquid latex on his face, or B, have a big chunk of his fucking head missing and go, oh shit, this guy's supernatural, because yeah. there's a chunk of his fucking head missing. Yes, yeah, I would go with the chunk. I, I go with option B. Go with chunk of head missing. <laughs> Instead, we have, like, Halloween store makeup. It's like... Th- again, I know they're out of kit. I know that they're literally on site with a kit, and they're like... I don't know what we're doing today because yep. they're making shit up as they go. And I guess and he's like, Scarface. He needs to have a little bloody thing. And give him a thing. wrinkle thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, again, I do not blame the makeup artist, but it's if they were given prep time and they could have done like an appliance that was like a big chunk of his face, like mm-hmm. like if they'd done a, I can't even think of his name, uh, Victor from uh, from Pet Cemetery. Oh, yep. If they'd done one of those, Vic, Pasquale. Yes. I was going to call him Victor Creed. I am being in a comic shop, you know, there's <laughs> something about it. I can't stop myself. Um, okay. That's Sabretooth. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, uh, where are we? Oh, are we back at the bar? That's right. We're back. At of course we bar. are. Of course we are. <laughs> I could just ground us at a bar. Glug, no matter glug, what. Glug. I'm probably going to be right. And he takes, again, at least six shots deep. Oh yeah, they're they're taking double shots of whiskey here. They're doing double shots, and they do it at because least that's three times. that's obviously what you should do when there's a psycho killer on the lamb that's if, actually after you. Yeah, yeah, eh. mm, yeah. You want to do that? Get yeah. wasted. Get totally wasted. Um, but he, Tom, finally drags it out of out of her, who she told in the police department, mm-hmm. and it's this lady Sally who works in the records-keeping department. Um, he gives her 
the key to his apartment and says, go hide out. I'm going to take care of it from here. Which is a bad idea, as it turns out. Um, so. Well, that's how he gets people to sleep with him. <laughs> <laughs> you just go away to my apartment till I get back. <laughs> if you happen to be naked or whatever. Yeah. Or take a few of those roofies that are on Make the- yourself comfortable. There's a rose petal bathtub and uh, <laughs> the gotta- silk sheets are on. Hey. <laughs> Just grab a bathrobe over the door. <laughs> Put on some berry water. They're all monogrammed. Find the one that has your name or closest to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there was a Sally in there last week. Uh- <laughs> oh, by the way, Atkins got his hand smacked by Zadar. Oh, so yeah. It's so fucked up he can't even sign his name at the police station. Ah. Because he cut himself shaving. Yes. He goes to find Sally Nolan, and she's wandering around, dragging her bad foot behind her. She's in a big metal brace. We find out later it's because she tried to kill herself by throwing herself off a building when uh, when her boyfriend died, but didn't die. Um, so, you know, they, they meet. They have a creepy, weird exchange. And it's basically, it's pretty clear that she knows that he's on to them. And, yep. You know. He's just playing the, doing the dance. Yep. It's it's that kind of thing. And since it's a cop movie, we head down to the docks. Because it's a cop movie. No, and everything happens at the docks. Um, Sally gets all gussied up to go meet with her unbreathing zombie boyfriend. So here's the... <laughs> <laughs> so we later see Zadar sleeping. No. On the, on the pier. We see him laying down. With his eyes open. Yeah, but I mean... Reliving his past trauma. Okay, I, I kind of feel he's just doing that before he's going to bed. Like, what is she going this, to... This why is, why isn't... Robocop him. This is literally him having the sitting in the chair Robocop yeah, yeah, yeah. freak out. But why is he at the pier? Like... Because he knew that he was in a cop movie. But what... <laughs> he's like, I have to meet Tango and Cash here later, so I might as well show up here. Why isn't he living with her? If that's his keeper, like what? She's like keeping him like some I don't know wharf rat pet at the at the pier. Like I'm just gonna we visit. Don't, I'm we gonna don't know that she doesn't live down there. <laughs> she might live. I under guess the pier too. I don't think she lives <laughs> under the pier. It's just a weird choice. It is a weird choice. Although how they don't they don't say like she lives with other people, so you couldn't possibly. They never give any reason. It's just like you're this in, is this you're is in New York City. You ha- you're gonna be in a walk up. Like a cop is gonna live in a walk up. It's n- it's not okay. Like, yeah, not yeah, gonna... yeah. I guess. Uh, oh, hello, Mister Maniac Cop. Can I <laughs> take your hat? Oh, very nice. Oh, no tip again. Fuck. No, seriously. Oh, the tip is a stab. Oh, that's great. You know every. Yeah, time well, I've seen in. the Billy Club sword. I've seen yeah, it. I've seen it. Dude, you stab me every single. Getting time old, bro. <laughs> uh, anyway. My whole arm looks like your face. I can't. <laughs> so. Uh, she's not stoked with Matt killing all these people, it turns out. No. When, what is the timeline here? How long has it been since he, oh, quotation mark, died I to coming back and doing this? Or how long was he in it jail, feels, do they say? It feels like years. That's it what I'm saying. Like a really they talk about, time. they talk about Matt Cordell, like, it was, even when somebody says that, do you know Matt Cordell behind, uh, before my time? Yes. But the guy was a legend. So what has he been doing in this freaking... Has he just been laying on a goddamn backhoe at the pier I, I for years? I really don't know. I and mean, then he's like, okay, I'm finally ready to go kill people now again. Yeah, again, 
all the information that we have to work with is going to be from later movies. There's nothing in this movie to tell us any of that. Okay. So, unfortunately. Does uh, the other movies tell us this? Yeah, they do. Absolutely. I mean, they, there's like, they bring in the Satan stuff. They bring in the like coming back from the dead rituals and things like that. So. Okay. Yeah. That, that does show up at some point. Uh, yeah, it's a very like, it's, I think it's pretty much child's play, if I remember correctly. It feels very child's play e, like she calls a voodoo doctor or some, mm. you know, whatever. Is like, hey, bring my husband back to life. And okay, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> he's not gonna be like a psycho cop or whatever. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he's good. Please, he'll be a maniac cop at yeah. best. Definitely not a psycho. No cop. cheap knockoff. <laughs> he won't have any. He won't have any fun one-liners. I wish he did. <laughs> Honestly, if there, if I could, if I was given one thing to punch up in this movie, period, that would be it. Yep. Like give him, like give he needs him some kind of personality. Yeah. He needs a personality of some sort. And <clears throat> this movie, again, because it's like a Larry Cohen movie in that same way, you know, like Larry Cohen movies tend to play it pretty straight. They play it straight with ridiculous premises. Right. Yes. Exactly. As I love that shtick to, too. It's and so instead of all hundred percent campy, right? Yep. So they would never he would you would never do the thing where he's a Freddy Krueger. You would yeah. never do that in a Larry Cohen movie. So I get it. Um, it's just his style. I understand. But uh, she, while she's like hanging out, holding on to his holding on to his cold dead hand, uh, she sees Tom Atkins peeking in on them. Well, because he clumsily knocks a board of wood over. Of course he does. And so she shoots. I at love him. it. She's like, "Who's over there?" It's like, "Damn, you're 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 hiding out with yep. your maniac cop boyfriend that's also a, a hidden mystery yeah. guy, and you're just gonna blast bullets in the air without even knowing what you're shooting at, like giving also, away your position." Also, you know, it's a it's a police issue revolver. Yeah. You know, they do make you count those fucking bullets, and they do account for every single time the thing is fired. And if it's fired when you're not on duty or whatever, it's like... There's going to be some questions, girl. There's going to be questions. Like, that shit is accounted for. You can't just discharge your service weapon. Who would do that? Yeah, it's so weird. Um... She could be like, uh, I saw a rat. Then she hears a cat after, and she's like, oh, I guess it was just a cat. It's like, yeah, maybe wait to hear that before you start blasting. Uh... Of all the insane decisions this woman has made, <laughs> I feel like pulling her gun on a cat might be the least of her problems. Um, so Atkins goes back to the police station to look all uh, look at all of Matt's clippings for some reason, and he gets a truckload of exposition dumped on him by the funniest no. Irish cop stereotype they could find. And president of the Matt Cordell fan club. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean... I appreciate the idea that, you know, they did set him up and like, it is one of those things where he was, he may have been a monster, but he was also clearly set up by the mafia and city hall in conjunction with the mafia, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, we find out that they sent him to Sing Sing and put him in Gen Pop and he, he, he wanted to be in there though. Oh, is that true? Yeah. They said he, 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 he wouldn't go into isolation. That's right. And, of course, that's a death sentence for a cop. And so 
that's also where we find out that Sally tried to kill herself. Blah, blah, blah. We cut back to our maniac cop, and he's having a flashback to <laughs> all of this information. So we see a recreation of all of these this, events. This whole flashback has been burned in my brain since I ever first watched this movie. Like, yeah. Like, when I popped it in the other night to watch this, like, I hadn't seen it in years, but I still remembered that shower fight scene and that it's haunting so music. Good. The music's amazing. The, the whole thing. This flashback. Yeah, it just totally works. Yeah. It's it's absolutely, inc- like, it's it's just... And honestly, the physicality of him, like we were saying before, what he does when he's undead is so nothing compared to what he's doing when he's alive. Let me see the undead guy be a murder machine. Right. If he's (laughs) if you have if you've Jason Voorhees this guy and given him a power up to supernatural powers, show me that. Let him off the chain. Because this dude in the shower is doing a lot more damage than this fucking zombie. Like, this guy's doing little t- tweaky twirls. Yeah. yeah, this guy is, I mean, this guy's like uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. This is like the They Live fight, Yeah, for God's sake. It's, like, brutal. Uh, but he gets stabbed, and then once once he falls down from the stabbing, then they mess up his face. Oh, it's brutal. Yes. And, again... It's the goriest part of the movie by far. It's like they're trying to explain why his face looks the way that it does. And it's like, you don't need to do that. I mean, people have different looking faces. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I mean, he has a bone condition. There's, he is, he's afflicted with a certain type of Well, they of show him all the scars disease. later. That's why they're, do yeah. the face thing. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think they're compensating for Robert Zadar's unique head. I think it's just being like, we cut up his face a bunch with knives. Yeah, that's why, that's why he's so. got all the scars near the end. But I wish they could have done the face better. So it, yes. like you, like you said, it was rush makeup job. Like if, it, if they could do a nice Freddy face where it was like he was completely all cut up he and diced have up, been messed like, up. Yep, he should have been in an appliance makeup. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just looked, the makeup looked weak. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, money. So uh, let's see. It's also weird that he never went looking for the guys that killed him. Yeah, never. That's weird. Anyway, we go back to Bruce Campbell, and uh, Tom Atkins brings his girlfriend and updates him on the news about the maniac cop, and then he's like, I'll leave her here to interrogate you. So mm. they're going to bone right there, I guess. That's weird. but They should have if this movie would freaking get more <laughs> I sleazy. Know, I know. Uh, so Atkins go th- goes through Sally's purse and pulls out the glove, and he's like, oh, hey, look, it's the problem is that it could be anybody's glove and it doesn't matter and it's like she's a cop and it's fucking and it's a cop glove it's a cop glove who cares like it's not that weird but if it was like if he pulled out a glove and it had been like the size of a shirt yeah (laughs) and covered in blood and you're like oh that's robert zadar's you're like okay i get it um and then he takes a whopping beat down from her with the cane uh he he takes like he takes a lot of beatings in this movie. I in one in one hand, I feel like he should have been able to catch that cane and stop us much sooner than mm-hmm. the beating. He t- On the other hand, he was probably totally drunk. That's <laughs> that's why I think he should have survived falling out the window. Oh yeah, because he was so wasted that his body just kind of was all wiry and ru- or all rubbery. Would have been great if we had a slow mo falling shot of him pulling out a flask and <laughs> drinking that as he's falling. Yeah, and, and then survives because of it. And like the Popeye music plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets giant muscles with like a pint of vodka on them. 
Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, what happens here? Uh, oh, right. The beat down. And then, uh, she, uh, oh, that's right. He's, she's like, he's here. There's nothing we can do to stop him. He knows and he doesn't need me anymore. And then she takes off after, after beating up Atkins and then pretty much instantly gets Nightmare on Elm Street mommed yeah. through a door. Except looks way better than the Nightmare on Elm Street because it actually is a person. A person. <laughs> Not a mannequin. Instead of, instead of a blow-up doll. Um, but uh, so she's dead. Uh, and then... Uh, That's when Bruce and his girlfriend leave, right? Yes, the interrogation they start room. Leaving to look for Tom Atkins, but unfortunately, Tom Atkins is busy being beaten to death by the maniac cop yep. with his head. And there's dead cops in. hanging everywhere too. Yep, there's it's, it's, been a police station massacre, off camera massacre. Yep, it's there's been a Terminator, Off-cassacre. a Terminator One situation that's gone on here, and uh, they're like, okay, fuck that. We're going to get out of here. Bruce Campbell grabs a gun from one of the cops. He holds them. He holds two cups and is like, drop your guns, kick them over here, get on the ground. And he's like, I didn't do any of this. And then one of them <laughs> says to the other one, he's like, you're going to go after him. And he's like, you heard him. He didn't do it. <laughs> Funniest line of the movie. Yep. Absolute genius line. Just as a throwaway, it's like. It's hilarious, and it doesn't undercut the tension of the scene. Yep. It's like, it's just it's perfect. Just fun. It's just perfect. Um, okay, so... <laughs> uh, do, do, do. Jack and Teresa run off, Jack being Bruce Campbell, and Teresa being his girlfriend. Uh, they leave the police police station literally full of corpses. He's accused of being a cop killer. Yeah. This is not great. But he's like, where are we going to go? Let's go to Sing Sing. This will be really important. Because I know Tom Atkins had an appointment with the coroner. And I know that this is going to be totally worth putting my face, my very recognizable face, in front of a bunch of cops. Yeah, makes sense. Totally, totally. Makes perfect sense. Foolproof He gets away with it. Somehow. But it's it's totally worth it. Because they find out what they already know. Kind of? I mean... Well, I mean, this. What it, didn't they know? They know what they didn't know is how. What they because this guy's supposed to be dead. Like, so they're like, okay, I need to talk to this coroner. Like, what the hell happened? Why is this guy that's supposed that you signed off as being dead alive? So it makes sense that they would want to go sure. talk to this guy. I've got, I've got another one. Uh, then, if that's the case, then why was she able to shoot him six times and he lived? Yeah. I mean, thank you. That's she, what bugs me. The problem is that it's like there's two versions of the script. One of them is the mystery version where there's like the red herrings and we're supposed to... Like he's to not actually dead. And the other one's dead. where he's a ghost. Yep, there's there's that version and then there's the version where he's a ghost. There's a version where he's a zombie killer who's immortal. It's, it's like there are multiple iterations of this script and they like didn't really cleanly edit them out. Mm-hmm. That's how it feels. But uh, they talked to the mortician... He has some fun little little moments in here. It's like, tell me what I did wrong. Who's yeah. ah, gonna die? This never happened. Get out of here. But they find out about him being released after this, and he signed off on it and gave the body to Sally, and then Sally, I guess, I guess nursed him back to health on the pier, like <laughs> using using voodoo science. 
or something. Um, we don't know that. I mean, we can kind of guess, but whatever. Um, we could only guess. Sure. So now we cut to some of these beautiful stolen shots of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. <laughs> and uh, and we get uh, Sam Raimi playing a reporter standing hey. in, front of, in front of the crowd. I like that guy. Acting very well. Yeah. I was actually very surprised. I didn't think he had it in him, to be honest. I've seen him I mean, in other stuff. Just acting as a news reporter. It's he's just kind of reading the news. It's not like it's But not he's the, good at it. Yeah, but it's like not he, like a huge stretch. Sure. I don't know. I, I've seen people do this very badly. Yeah. Please. I've seen I've seen this done terribly. Okay. I also thought it was interesting how much he looked like Taika Waititi to me. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." These guys kind of have an interesting similar like. uh career trajectory. Uh anyway, um while all this is going on, Teresa goes to the commissioner's office when she's the girlfriend of the person. I don't know. We find out that Tom Atkins called and left a message so vague that it incriminates her. Why would it's so frustrating? Yes, very. Why he wouldn't say Bruce Campbell's not guilty. Yep. I know he isn't guilty. I have proof. The person who's in here is this. Because all he wants to do is prove Bruce Campbell's innocence, and at no time does he make the declarative statement. Just name drop here. Bruce Campbell is innocent. It's the fucking dead cop yep. back from the dead. Being controlled by what's her nuts yep. and records. Sally, whatever her face is. Yeah, I know who it is, and it's a girl, and it's uh, she works here, and uh, blah, blah. I'll yeah. tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you when I get there if I don't get killed by maniac cop. Bye. Right. That- <laughs> I feel like that's the the laziest script writing stuff is whenever there are these glaring holes where it's like the only reason you're not finding out about this information is because they're intentionally leaving it out in a way that no character would in the situation that they're in. So whatever. They arrest her and they leave her with the creepiest cop they could find. Creepy mustache cop is He's gross. He's so gross. It's funny. I don't even think he was making a pass at her. I think it just sounded like he was making a pass at her because he's so creepy. Well, that's the thing that's weird because it sure does sound like he is. And then, but again, this movie unsleazes out when it could be sleazy. Because he's just like, ah, why would we, why would we rush? We got the whole commissioner's office to ourselves, And it's like, oh yeah, that's where I think. Yeah, yeah. That just gonna, sounds awful. He's going to be creepy. But then he's just like, so... So tell me how why you did it. This would be a yeah. great caller for me. I, I, could, I could be a super cop if I knew the information from you. Yes, I could be elected Prince of Cops. I was like, dude, you're no, you're not. You're not King Cop at all. You're a fucking dweeb. <laughs> Look at that mustache. Come on. Yeah, oh, so you're, gross. You're mustache cop. Come on. <laughs> Everybody knows you're mustache cop. Nobody gives a shit. Um, but... This movie is not Mustache Cop. It's Maniac Cop. And so... He I love how not... easy he's defeated, too. He's just like, no, fuck you. He's like, okay, your attitude stink. Let's go. <laughs> it's like, okay, that was fast. I love how it's like... It's it's a... Well, why do they even have a schizoid cop if he wasn't going to do anything, I guess? Because like... they wanted... Because they wanted this fucking Evil Dead homage that I was like, why is this Evil Dead 2 homage in this movie? What's evil to do, homage? Well, she's handcuffed to him and has to drag him through the. It's literally the character who's about to show up. Like it's the scene where Bruce Campbell has to drag him through the house, and he's got the, he's got the dagger in his. Or uh, no, not Bruce Campbell's dragging him. His girlfriend is dragging him. He's got the the thing through his chest. 
they're not handcuffed together, but she's pulling him and they're slamming the door and keep, you know, like yeah. it's, it feels just like that scene. But I didn't pick up on that. Maybe it's not. I mean, I don't think this could have been pre Evil Dead Two. I don't know what year this. This is eighty eight. Okay, so it's not. They've seen Evil Dead Two. I think it's an homage then. I don't because it feels like it, and literally the guy from that scene is like in the next scene. But (laughs) oh well. Okay, so um, he gets caught, and then we do the thing where she drags him because she's handcuffed to him. This scene bugs me because yeah, so the cop eventually starts walking her down to. You know, and then Maniac Cop just, like, pops out of a doorway, stabs Mustache Cop. Yep. And then all of a sudden she's like, crap, I'm handcuffed to Mustache Cop. And then she starts dragging him. So, like, what's Maniac Cop doing right now? Oh, he's Sudoku. What what is he doing right now? He's in that doorway. He's like, I'm not going to come out. I'm just going to stay in here while you drag slowly, slowly through the hall. Get yourself into another room. Shut that door. Is he cleaning his baton blade? Like, what is he doing right now? There's well, no reason that Maniac Cop shouldn't already have her right now. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing stopping him. My my feeling is that this was somebody's birthday on the force. He's in the break room and there's still cake there. Ah, cake is tempting. And he tempting. was like, he literally is like stabs it and he like Ooh. looks over and he's like, oh shit. Chocolate. Is that cake? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and then he just like kind of puts his knife away and he's like, oh shit, I'm going to have some of this. And he's like, <laughs> They don't have plates, do they? What, uh, I hate using a plastic fork. It feels so wasteful. But you know what? You only live once. In fact, oh, I guess I could me, use my badge. I, I guess I could use my badge as a plate. I was trying to practice portion control anyway. Uh, but no, there's no reason that Maniac Cup doesn't no. stab Mustache, then walk out and stab her right now. Yeah. Like I, it's, it's yeah. so weird that they don't make an obstacle for. Yeah. No, it's stupid. Um, because because it, it seems it, it seems weird. Like, yeah, there's no justification. I mean, because like because he only this... sticks his arm out and stabs him. Yep. It could have been like a door where it had like a mail slot. You know what I mean? So all he could do was stick his arm out, and then he tried to open it, and it was locked. And there was like no. But how did he get in there in the first place? There's no way to justify why no. he can't get this girl right now. And also, <laughs> I mean, it's a police station. There's not going to be glass windows. It's going to be glass with those wire reinforcements. It's not going to be like so easy that you can just punch your hand through. Really, this. way up on the 18th floor? Yes. They think they'd be like, okay. Jesus. No, was, I guess it's New York crazies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not. I I wouldn't imagine. I would. I'd be like nobody would jump out the window in the 18th foot. I was like, oh wait a minute, yeah, freaking records girl would. Yeah, I think you'd. <laughs> I think you'd have to. I think you'd have to buzz people through all of those doors. I think. I mean, maybe not in the 80s, but I think they'd be locking doors. Maybe least. he just kept his key card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, 80s. I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, okay, so. Uh, she jumps out the window, blah, blah, blah. Bruce Campbell gets caught by the hillbilly from Evil Dead 2. Oh, I didn't notice that was him. Um, yeah, yeah, it was literally the guy who was stabbed with, yep. the, with the blade from Evil Dead. Bobby Joe! Yep. <laughs> uh, and this is like, uh, I love that this too is just like, Bruce Campbell's like the most wanted man in New York, and, and he's, he's just like, standing. I'm standing right in front of the police station. But it's cool because I'm kind of like in the shade yeah, of this he's, awning. Yeah, he's got You won't awning. notice me. Of course. <laughs> he's got awning And my protection. extremely distinctive chin. Yeah, yeah. It's not like anybody's going to... I'm in the I, shade. It's yeah. cool. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, I, I honestly feel like they thought that the fact that Bruce Campbell has a big chin was going to make him look like Robert Zadar, 
who has a massive jaw, yeah. which is a different thing. Which we don't even get to see for we the first even see it, so. yeah. 60 hour of the movie. Uh, whatever. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Robert Zadar. Robert Zadar looks like somebody who got so handsome that they became weird. Like, mm. like he looks like if you were like playing a video game and there was like a handsome control and you could go. There like, is on Saints Row. <laughs> like if you could go to a hundred and fifty. Yep. Instead of just a hundred. And then you put a cheat code in, so you go to three hundred. Right. It just got really weird. It's like you just go, and it's like this is what handsome way past where it should be is it's like these are all of the features that should be super attractive yep it's like certain porn stars or something you know like where you're like those physical features are supposed to be very attractive but they're you just have weird. just made them too much <laughs> that is just that's too far down the road um but yeah anyway I like Robert Zadar a lot Me too. um and I think he gets better at acting as he goes on in his career um Okay, so it's no Samurai Cop, which he was also in. It was not. I've never good. seen that. It's very funny. Uh, it's. I don't stray a lot from the horror genre. Either. It's a very very bad movie. I don't know if I've even. I can't even think of another Robert Zadar other than Maniac Cop that I've. You've never seen Tango and Cash? No. What? Yeah. <laughs> I. I <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I can. I. How can you have not seen Tango and Cash? The movie's the greatest. I just told movie you I barely made. watch anything other than horror movies. I don't. I don't watch action a lot. I've been watching action movies lately. I've been watching snow movies because I watch things with snow. Is there snow? Is it Tang Snow and Cash? No, I'm sorry. But he's named Tango because he tangos in and then tangos out with my money. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fuck, that movie's so good. All right, maybe I'll watch it. You should really watch it. It's stupid as fuck. It is the dumbest goddamn movie. I love it. Oh, now it. you're selling it to me. Yeah. Oh, no, it is. <laughs> it's literally like it is. It's like Roadhouse in that way. Where I've never like, seen Roadhouse either. Roadhouse is another movie that has taken the idea of the action movie to such an apex that you're like, it can't. It's like it's like Robert Zadar's face. It's like that idea where you're like, <laughs> we've made the perfect action movie, and we've taken all of these stereotypical things and blown them out to as big as they can get. Okay, so you're recommending Roadhouse too? I'm recommending both Roadhouse okay. and Tango and Cash, but Tango and Cash, absolutely, you have to see Tango and Cash. And Robert Zadar only has one role in it, and it's just to be a joke. He's just a punchline for one line in it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, uh, why is that guy so mad at you? I broke his jaw. <laughs> like, <laughs> you broke that jaw? That's the line. Womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> but, uh, you know, kind of a funny line. Anyway, back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> I've now, seen this one. Okay, so <laughs> down with the, uh, so uh, his girlfriend grabs the, grabs a, a paddy wagon? Yes. No, no, no. Uh, Zadar grabs the paddy wagon. Yeah. I can say paddy wagon because I'm Irish. Uh, it <laughs> is it racist? Super racist. Oh, I didn't know that was a racist thing. I thought it was just what a police car was called. Paddy. I mean, uh, but the uh, the uh, the group prisoner car, the yeah, drunk exactly. tank car. But yeah. it is it's pat it's a paddy wagon because uh, oh, St. Patrick's you pick up the drunk people. You're picking up drunk ah, Irish people. Ah, okay. That is literally, why I thought I originally thought it was racist because it was because all cops in New York were Irish for a hot minute. 
like the 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 Irish cop was a big stereotype, but no, it's actually worse. Oh, than I never that. I never even thought of the origin of the word. I, yep. I didn't think I, I did not think paddy wagon was a racist term. <laughs> I know, honestly, <laughs> you can pretty much go through the English language and any kind of expression that we have has some sort of horrible fucking origin. Yep. <laughs> this country is founded on some really really nasty shit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, oh, so what what is it called? If it's not called the paddy wagon. Honestly, I do not know. That's literally all I know it as. Huh. That's all I've ever heard it called, yeah. Like a prisoner transport vehicle, transportation vehicle. It doesn't have the same ring to it. It does not. Paddy wagon sounds way better. (laughs) I think people still use it, Um, but... (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people like me didn't have no idea. Yeah. Um, But either way, Maniac Cop steals it, and it's got Bruce Campbell in the back, because he's got a mad on for Bruce Campbell, and it's like... This whole scene, I didn't understand either. Why like, is what? he mad? The, the whole point was Thank just you. to set up Bruce right? Campbell and the lady. He's not mad at her. The mayor's still alive. Yeah. He kidnaps Bruce Campbell. You're here to kill the mayor. Drives the damn police transport vehicle all the way across town and through this maddening car chase to go to his, I don't know, clubhouse at the fucking pier. Yes. And then spends all his time hacking at it with an axe to get Bruce out, but like... Who is Bruce to him? Nobody. Nobody. So why is he doing all this? <laughs> There's no reason. There's literally it's no so reason. It's so weird. It's so weird. But either way, he is doing this. Uh, his girlfriend basically hijacks a car and has one of the, like, some little naive cop. Driving. I love that she's not even in outfit or does like doesn't even know this cop, but she just hops into a cop car and goes like, follow him. And the cop's like, okay, lady. <laughs> I think he knows that she's a cop. I think... Does he? I th- I mean, I think... So she doesn't show a badge or says anything. Like, they don't I, know each other wh- and she's in plain clothes. You know what? That makes that <laughs> makes the next line a hell of a lot less sexist. Because I found the next line so fucking sexist. What's that? that I, I don't recall. Like, he was like, you know how to handle a shotgun? And I was like, of course she knows how to handle a fucking Oh, yeah. She shotgun. doesn't know. He doesn't know she's a cop. He might not. But he still, like, he obeyed her. <laughs> Can you imagine just hopping into a cop car and being like, hit it! And they go, okay! Man. <laughs> being trained to follow orders is a hell of a drug. Yeah. Oh, like, well. but I wanted to watch the parade. <laughs> but this lady said so. Okay, hit it! <laughs> she has occasionally crimped hair. I gotta, I gotta listen to her. I'm gonna do the slowest burnout that, that, that would take more time yeah. than if I just hit the accelerator nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so he does he takes off she grabs the shotgun and uh they they finally pull up and he's the only one who has a brain and he's like i'm gonna call for backup <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh wow wait no you, nobody's supposed to think like that in these movies yeah yeah you know where you're going you you could have been doing that while driving you could have done it the whole thing <laughs> you should have done it the second you got into the car yeah we're in pursuit of a maniac cop who has stolen Driving the paddy wagon. Please transport vehicle, yeah. please. <laughs> Seriously. Fucking racist. <laughs> yes, as a Gallagher, I think I can say whatever the fuck I want <laughs> about Irish people. Uh, anyway. God, as a Frenchie, what can I say? Uh, uh, sacre bleu. <laughs> boring. <laughs> you can say anything that Gambit would say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, mon cher. <laughs> I was obsessed uh, with throwing playing cards after watching X-Men 90s when I was a kid. 
<laughs> I remember I remember thinking that was the coolest thing when I first got introduced to Gambit in like sixth grade. Like, and I was I was practicing throwing playing cards and shit. I remember uh, because none of us liked Magic the Gathering, mm-hmm. but we had to carry it because you know it was you like making money because it was money, <laughs> uh, and we'd get collections in. But I'd just get bored, and I'd start throwing them in the store, and we'd just find magic cards stuck everywhere, because <laughs> I'd get bored and throw them at stuff, and try to get them stuck in things. Yep. <laughs> and we'd just have, like, when we cleaned out the old space, the like, when we moved from down the street, there were just magic cards fucking <laughs> everywhere, because I was just throwing them. Uh, oh, the old days. When I didn't feel like I needed to work for a living. How did I make a living? I don't know. I don't feel like I did any work back in the day. <laughs> like, and somehow the store managed to keep going. And now I work like 70 hours a week and it's like pulling teeth to turn a profit. Mm. Boo. But you I guys can help. Working. You know what? You can help us by buying things from Coast City Comics and CoastCityComics.com. We have all the comics you'll ever need. If you were one of the nerds that got that Victor Creed reference, you probably buy comics. And there are great comics out right now. You can get your weekly comics from us. They'll be shipped to you. It's awesome. Please do it. We and Tristan it. makes shirts. We do. I know if you read comic books, you probably wear shirts as well. And we've we got tons. almost like a hundred damn designs. Like too many designs. Maybe too many designs. We don't even have enough space for all the designs. I actually added a new shelf for the designs. It's still not enough space. It's not. Uh, but uh, it's like me building shelves for my tapes. Be like, this will, this will, this will cover me. Ah, oh, crap. No, it doesn't. But yes, <laughs> please do. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. We list so many crazy things on there: toys, games, you name it. We'll ship it to you. Please help us out. We appreciate it. We don't do a Patreon. We don't do any commercials. Uh, so this is the way to support this and support Coast City. And if you're in Portland, uh, pay us with a high five. Come Hell on in yeah. and say hi. Come in and say hi. Uh, Matt's here sometimes, and I'm here sometimes because now I'm often in our warehouse <laughs> uh, listing things on the website. It's a surprise. Maybe you'll pop in and see us. I might be here. And you can be like, holy cow, I know that voice. <laughs> it's those jerks. <laughs> it's those jerks. <laughs> the kid that hates Night of the Comet. Uh, I heard you hate Night of the Comet. <laughs> it's not me. I'm not the guy that hates yeah. Night of the Comet. It's the jerk over here. Uh, the guy that hasn't seen Tango and Cash, the greatest action yeah, movie of yeah, all time. Punch me for the Comet and Cash. Okay. Okay, so... After you buy a shirt. Yes. <laughs> uh, Bruce keeps getting thrown around in the back of the truck, and it's really, like, it really play into his strengths as a... For some reason, it's just fun to watch oh, Bruce flail around. He's so good at it, man. Yeah. He's so good at it. Um, and, <laughs> and there's a scene, like, coming up later when he gets grabbed, where he does a Bruce Campbell face, and it's just like, more of that, man. Yeah. It's like, you hired Bruce Campbell, and he only does that once. It's like, guys... Damn. I know, I know maybe this was a... A moment when you were trying to help a little him more grounded get a grounded role and move to a to like a regular leading man kind of thing but i just like him being a goofball man <laughs> yep. i like it a lot um anyway they drive to the dock maniac cop parks pretty nicely uh really respectfully for a maniac and uh grabs a big fire axe chops open the back of the truck and Bruce times it just so that as soon as he gets through, he jumps through, kind of bowls kind of and just falls over. over a little bit, and then kind of falls on the ground. I would have kind of jumped feet first, I think. 
I think I would have jumped feet first. He kind of jumped head first and then like landed head first. It, it looked very painful. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was a very Bruce Campbell choice. <laughs> um, My head will take him out. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> uh, and so um, Teresa finally shows up, and through weird happenstance, he throws Bruce Campbell. This is when he makes his crazy Bruce Campbell face. He throws Bruce Campbell at her. She loses her shotgun. And she spends enough time trying to get him out of the handcuffs that she loses track of the shotgun. Yeah. Instead of just putting, like, 14 rounds into his forehead. And it's, ki- it's like, kind of a joke where he's like, let him go. And he's like, woof, and chucks him. Yeah. I guess. But I don't it's know. like, he's now unarmed. You know that he's a nearly unstoppable serial killer. You've seen what he can do. Yep. And you know what a shotgun can do to a human head. It seems like if he has no head... He's not going to be running around. I also feel like we get ripped off from seeing uh, Cordell get shot. Like, yes, it would have been cool if we shot a big arm off, or you know, shot a huge sure. again, shot a huge chunk of head off. Shot. Yep. You got a shotgun. Let's see some fucking damage. Yeah. And also, if you saw some damage and no bleeding. Yeah, that would also be if it's like if you shot him in the chest with the shotgun yep. and it tore the shirt open and you just saw his rib cage and like a spread yeah. of, shot of like buckshot or whatever's in there. Like that would have been great. And then you would have gone, Oh, oh. okay. This is not your typical. Yep. <laughs> this guy's maybe not. And, and then we get to this part, which I don't understand this at all. Or even if she just shot the chest and it showed a bulletproof vest, then we would at least know, Sure. That would have justified all the shots earlier, except for the except face for comment. Yeah. Yep. Um, but oh, what were you way, saying? I don't understand how we get here. How do we get to the ending? Explain. So, like, why does he get into the? Why does he get into the van? I guess because the other cops were coming to run. Why does he drive towards the water? I fuck. I got nothing, bro. You're what right. is his yeah. purpose? What is his plan? Oh, well, he, this mean, can only be chalked up to him being brain dead, as they said. Like, I mean, yeah, what are you doing here? Where are you going? <laughs> it's, there's no purpose for him doing this, and it doesn't square with his character. He's like, he's gone so far out of his way to drag Bruce Campbell here to kill him, and he's so far been a shape-style unremorseless killing machine. Oh, man, I didn't realize how motiveless the whole and it's like, final act is here. He just gets into the... He's like, well, I guess it's time to drive into the water. <laughs> Hope there isn't any big stabby pipes in Oh, in hey, way. a big stabby oh, pipe. crap. <laughs> and it's like, what is Bruce Campbell trying to do here? And yeah, why is he... Bruce Campbell jumps onto the side of the thing and he's, he's like, like, punching the undead monster? I don't I don't want you to drive in the... Maybe the truck's expensive. Maybe he didn't want to get wrecked. He, he he is a cop, and he probably cares about you police know, stuff. Maybe uh, that's his favorite police transport vehicle. He is a cop, so that does mean uh, a property over people. So yeah, mm-hmm. sure, uh, yeah. I can see that. Uh, but yeah, you're right, man. This whole this, I mean, everything from throwing Bruce in the truck. Uh, I mean, nope. kidnapping Bruce to yeah. trying to get him out, to fighting him, to driving to the pier right now. To you were at City Hall. You're at the parade. You. Those are the people you want to kill. Get them. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're talking limitations and stolen footage. And if he had just been like, uh, we're just going to release Robert Zadar in a crowd of actual cops that don't know that he's uh, filming a movie. (laughs) And he's going to try to kill them all. Okay. And go. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Robert. (laughs) 
This is going to be great footage, though. Um, <laughs> Cohen would fucking use it. He probably would. <laughs> Uh, but either way, however we get here, th- no sensible way did we get here, so doesn't matter. He winds up driving. He's there's a prow of a boat or something. There's some sort. It's of, a suspended in air pipe that goes right through the windshield. There's of the a big piece of metal yep. wood, something or other, that goes straight through his chest cavity. He's like, whoops! He went out of fun, and he's got. I hate the stupid blackout gum they got on his teeth. It's so. It's, it's so, so stupid. stupid. Like, why? Come on. It looks like, looks like dumb. It looks dumb. It looks like he's eating black licorice and he just got a bunch of shit stuck on his tooth. It looks like it's what so dis- it looks like. It's so distracting. Something bought from a fucking drugstore yeah. to look like tooth black. Yeah, it's so distracting in the scene. The scene looks great except for that. It takes me right out of it, man. That shit is so cheap too. Yeah, like the real stuff is so cheap. It's yeah. like it, it costs like five bucks for a tube of that. Like, why are you even using stuff. that? And it's only on, like, three teeth. They just, like, put, like, a little dab of... It's, that's yep. stupid. No, it looks bad. But either way, he drives into the water. Oh, no, he's dead forever. <laughs> yes. Um, but they pull... This is kind of like... This feels like a nice Jaws homage. They're pulling the truck out, and it looks like the shark on the... <laughs> on the end of the on the end of the chain like the fake out for when they first pull they pull the fake shark that isn't jaws out I've of the I've seen water. every jaws but the first. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> you should keep that up. <laughs> uh, I love jaws 4. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Matt, never never stop. <laughs> keep it keep it up. Never, never seen Star Wars, but man, Episode One, great. <laughs> I, have, I have seen Star Wars. I've seen the original three, and I've seen the, the 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 Jar Jar one, and I saw half of the one after that, and I didn't like it. I shut it off, and that's the last Star Wars I've seen. Uh, that the next one was not a good Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I've Star seen Wars one and a, I've seen one and a half of the. Well, I call them the new Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars that came out. Yep. With the pod racing. Yep. I've seen one and a half of those, and I've seen the original trilogy, and that's all the Star Wars I've seen. I haven't seen any of the new anything. Well, one of them's got the cute little frogman, and that's adorable, and people like him. And uh, episode three has the little frogman, and he bounces around and fights defense, fights the guy who sounds like he's named after poop. And uh, <laughs> there you go. Neat. He's, he sounds like Dracula if he, was, if he sucked turds and stuff. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Count Dooku. Oh. <laughs> God, fucking George Lucas is a 10-year-old. Oh, that's with the uh, the henchmen in Venture Brothers there. I gotta take a Count Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God, why? Anyway, uh, he crawls out of that. We, we see his zombie hand. Fuck this ending. And I out. hate and this ending. ready for Maniac Cop 2. Dude, I forgot this ended like this. So when he drove Maniac off the... Maniac Cop on the move. So when he drove off the bridge and they pull out a completely different police transport vehicle yep. and that one crashed. Um, then we see the hand come up. I was like, oh, okay, he's going to get up on the dock and he's going to start rampaging, right? Yeah. No, they just end. Like, what? It's like a... It's like a that's the Larry Cohen ending too. I mean, that is. I mean, that is a classic Larry Cohen. Ending. I mean, yes and no, but it's that just kind fe- of freeze frame was like that's the it's alive ending. Yeah, it just so feels. This one just things. feels sloppy. Eh, I don't yeah. like it. I mean, it does feel sloppy, and also I. And I just, it feels sloppy because it doesn't make any sense either. Like show show him 
holding, hugging the pier, like, oh, I can breathe now. Like, just, what are you doing? Is he, like, is he bobbing underwater and just being like, I'm poking my hand out. <laughs> it definitely feels like one of those scenes that was shot after the fact where they didn't have Zadar at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, we want to have a tag at the end. We want to have a, a sequel moment. Yeah. Blah, blah. And it's like, okay, fine. Even them just looking out to the water with wonder, like, what the fuck would be better than just the hand? I don't know. So that... much. It's so much better if he disappears again. That's because a, yeah. It's it's one of those it's one of those things where the thing that you don't see is always scarier than what yeah, you do. The hand I just felt was so obviously silly. it's not going to be scary no matter what you do with this movie. But <laughs> it but it's the same principle where it's just going to be more interesting to be like, holy shit, he just fucking vanished. Yeah, you know, and then you don't have to go into like. We're not going to have to figure out why he has a giant pipe-sized... He's got a sewer pipe-sized <laughs> hole in his chest for the next movie. Somebody goes to punch him and their hand goes right through and they're like, Whoa, Whoa. dude! <laughs> yeah, oh, let me explain that. I took a Are wrong turn on the way to Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> See, part of my chest is still stuck inside that pipe down about... <laughs> I forgot to pull it out and stick it back in. <laughs> Where were you going? <laughs> I... I uh, I thought I could drive on water. I was trusting the GPS. <laughs> 1988 GPS technology yeah. was not good. <laughs> recalculating. 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 Splash. Uh, <laughs> Turn left at chest pipe. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, yes. that's a cop, man. I freaking... I, I enjoy this movie. I love it. Still. I think it's great. I, I just... I, There's I things understand. I wish it was... Yep. It's not the exploitation movie that you think it's going to be. It's, it is and it is great for its own. It's great for its own purposes, but again, it's with with these two with with your your Larry Cohen's and uh, the director whose name consistently Bill Lustig. Thank you, Bill Lustig. Like in general, these guys produce stuff that is not. They're they're like real film guys. Yeah. The other thing is that they're both really talented filmmakers who know how to make movies and they make they're that like last gasp of guys who made films mm-hmm. that were B movies. And these these all feel like films. Like they feel like they have huge budgets because of the way that they steal the the footage. Yep. They you know like they've got great scenes like it's an old style of filmmaking that didn't exist in 1988 and it stands out like a sore thumb because so many people were making crap movies that would have been like an eighth the kind of movie that this thing is but would have also been a little bit more fun in a lot of ways because there would have been all of those trope things you know you would have had more kevin yeager effects at this time like in 1988 not having a single foam latex appliance yeah, it's this crazy. entire movie is kind of a mind blower. Yep. Like that literally you're talking like the the peak Fangoria time, like probably peak sales Fangoria time. Yeah. And they're like, mm, I don't know, he's going to have a little bit of goo on his face. Yeah, he's got a weird twisty part. <laughs> Guys, you've had four years of Freddy Krueger to get ready for this movie. Right. What the fuck, yeah. dude? Just ask for another hundred thousand dollars for makeup effects, and and That's and since it doesn't, needed. it feels older than it is. It does. Like this feels like an early '80s movie when, when it's uh, like it feels. If you told me this movie came out in 1981, I would absolutely believe. Exactly. It. Yeah, that's what I mean. Absolutely believe it. 
and that is good and bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good because they were making. Like, like you said, the filmmaking quality film. is good. It is, and it's and it's also it's a film with a topic, like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's a film that. And that's has kind a of what B, that's, that's kind of what Cohen does for the yeah, most part. That's that's the Larry Which Cohen I, promise. Is like I'll make a movie. I'll make the stuff, and nobody's gonna fucking wink. There isn't gonna be a single wink in this whole fucking movie. I dare you to make a movie as insane as that. That's probably the silliest wink. one. And like, you have one guy who's playing. You have the 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 guy at the end, the the military guy. Yeah, he's the only guy. Chocolate Chip Charlie still playing it straight. Yep, he's got a couple like you know my hands are dangerous. You know. Uh, registered weapons or whatever eh, those aren't really quippy yeah. lines he never gets too goofy that guy at the end a little goofy but still the movie's played straight yep when people dip their hands into goo and go i think i should eat this you're like yep i buy it <laughs> i buy it <laughs> i can't get enough really <laughs> you know enough it's never enough never enough um <laughs> uh, and enough is never enough for Maniac Cop as well. So I think we're probably going to do the rest of these. Are Fuck we going to yeah. do them in a row? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. Let's let's do it every other. Yeah. We'll, we'll, let's, let's do a new one. Let's do something else. else next week. Then we'll do two. Then we'll do something else. Then we'll do three. Cool. Give us a I'm, little cop breather. I'm in the mood for some sort of like real extreme 90s kind of movie next oh, week. Oh, man. You're not, now you're talking about language. I am. But you know what I'm leaning towards? What? Shocker. The movie Shocker? Yeah. Ah. I'm kind of, I know. It's so mean-spirited. It's so mean-spirited. Oh, I hate that movie. so misogynist. It is so anti-woman. That movie hates women so much. I know, and I hate that movie. Fuck it, I'll do it. I, I think care. I think maybe we should do it, uh, but you know maybe we can find something else. But uh, I'll do Shocker if you want to do Shocker because okay. I do really do. I love the There's channel. So much. I love the channel jumping climax at the end of that. And I love the guy who plays him, and I like. I don't know, man. Whatever. It's that movie. It's got its moments it's got for sure. Stuff. Yeah, I want to watch it again. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Next All week right. is Shocker. Sweet. We'll go from cops to criminals. Yeah. See, it's a theme. Oh, that's a, yeah, let's, let's let's do it this way. Then we'll okay. go back to it's cops a, and we'll go a, back to criminals. It's a whole cops and robbers. Cops and robbers up. Uh, <laughs> month? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be more than a month, but yes. whatever. Perfect. I love this. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, I think we've run out of a lot of our, our horror movies that take place in prisons, but uh, we'll figure something out. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is it. Follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast. Uh, buy things from Coast City Comics. Follow us at CoastCityComics.com or uh, at CoastCityComics on Instagram as well. And you can follow me at Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And make sure you check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook and the Video Vagrants YouTube channel where there is a movie streamed every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I love it. This week we are doing The Carrier. (laughs) I'm very excited. I can't wait to see this nonsense. It's needy. Awesome. All right. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. Good night. Peace. Peace.